Welcome back to the Sportsish Podcast, a place for those of us who like sports-ish. We are making sports fun, cute, and digestible. This is not your boyfriend's sports news. It's so much better. I'm Lily, and I'm joined by my husband, Ashton. He brings the sports, I bring the ish, and together, we are sports-ish. There's so much going on in sports right now. In fact, we got to hurry this recording up because we have a Warriors-Lakers game to watch. Yes, currently going on, so... I know. And uh, it's a big one. It is game five and the Lakers are leading the series three to one. So if they win tonight, obviously they advance to the conference finals and the Warriors, the defending champions are out of there. Yep. Would you say that you think it's going to happen? I don't know. I hope not. I, I kind of want I, I kind of want the Warriors to move on, but I know you know what's interesting is if the Warriors take it, it will be Steph's fifth ring. If the Lakers take it all the way, it will be LeBron's fifth ring. It's kind of like like listen, I understand that LeBron is the goat or that's what everyone says. But I think like uh, this will yes. solidify a type of legacy whoever gets to five rings. I mean Kobe won five rings magic johnson five rings no one's ever gonna touch is it bill russell 11 yeah yeah that's that's unheard out of, the, of. out of the realm of possibility i mean you never know if you i guess if you get lucky being traded around a lot but truthfully i don't think either of the teams have championship caliber teams but you never know they have such like veteran talent but it's been fun to watch for sure yeah i just think like two legends like those two yeah, are and, and two two historical rivals too so I know. Do you think they're secret friends? No, I do not. I don't. I think they don't like each other. If I'm being honest, that is so fascinating to me because they're both like kind of agreeable guys. I guess LeBron is is vocal about who he doesn't like, but Steph is like, I like everyone. Like I'm I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I think they both have a mutual respect for each other, but I think that rivalry runs deep. Interesting. Today we took a poll on Sportsish about Steph Curry and his mouth guard. Oh, know, yeah. <laughs> uh, as he is always chomping on the mouth guard. I feel we, like that's such a common thing with athletes. Okay. For hockey and football, like, you should wear a mouth guard because it does offer some protection for both your teeth and for concussion purposes. So it's always interesting to me why, like, NBA players even wear mouth guards. I would, I would assume for the same reasons, probably more to protect your teeth because you can catch elbows. But still, like... At that point, why do you even wear a mouth guard? Like, if it's just hanging out your mouth the entire time. Basically, the gist of it all is that 70% of people say that Steph Curry chewing on his mouth guard gives them the ick. Gives them the ick. Well, I hate to break it to you, but there are other athletes who do it too. My favorite moment, though, was I forget, was it 2016 playoffs where he threw his mouth guard yeah, into so the stands hard. and like hit a fan. It's like, oh, that's so gross. But also, <laughs> like honestly, whoever caught that probably kept that in. But what a game piece of memorabilia right there. Yeah, I, I love Steph. I'm such a big fan. All right, speaking of Steph and the Lakers and the Warriors and all the sports, we introduced a new segment last week, and you killed it. And we lovingly refer to it as... The mansplain, <laughs> the mansplain minute. minute, because men have a tendency when it comes to sports to feel the need to explain uh, what's going on. And <laughs> I, I think there are reasons thing. for that, but all right, there are there that. are reasons for it. 
mostly you do understand more about sports than I do. Well, I mean, the explanations are necessary. <laughs> I appreciate them. They help yeah, me. Okay. I appreciate that. I do. Sure. I do. If I didn't, I wouldn't have given you a permanent segment uh, okay. on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it. So welcome to the mansplain minute, Ashton. Are uh, you ready? One second. Let me take a little swig of diet Dr. Pepper to get ready for this. A little DDP. A little DDP. <sighs> All right. I'm ready. Okay. Alexa, set timer for one minute. One minute, starting now. Go. All right, NFL, we got Justin Fields, Chicago Bears QB, graduating college. MLB, Mookie Betts refuses to stay in an allegedly haunted 130-year-old hotel and rented his own Airbnb. NBA, Knicks and Gold State Warriors are on the brink of elimination tonight, along with the Celtics and Suns. Jokic also pushed the owner of the Suns in, after a small confrontation over a ball. Jokic scored 53 points in that loss. Bronny James and Natalia Bryant are going to USC. Possible power duo. NHL Snoop Dogg and The Weeknd have joined separate investor groups that are bidding for the Ottawa Senators, joining Ryan Reynolds, who is already a part of a group looking to buy the Senators. Chicago Blackhawks secured the number one overall draft pick. In boxing, Jake Pauls once again resorting to fighting old retired MMA fighters, and they had a bizarre and colorful press conference. Miami Grand Prix, they had a bougie menu, including lobster rolls for four for the small price of $450, not just for $275 and ice cream for $245. What? Kentucky Derby, a.k.a. the Oscar for hats, happened recently. Unsure who won that. Soccer, J.J. Watt takes part in a Burnley pub crawl for research purposes. V. Relatable. You crushed that. Thank you. I'm impressed. Right in the nick of time. You covered so much. And I yes. feel like we got to unpack some things quickly and efficiently before we get to the good stuff. So, uh, first of all, you mentioned the NHL team, the Ottawa Senators, are mm. like in a bidding war right yes. now with three different, like, very high profile celebrities. Yeah. So Ryan Reynolds, this one yeah. is not surprising to me. He is a part owner of a soccer team. And and it was sort of well known previously as well. It's been sort of public. He's from Ottawa, yes. Yeah, well yeah, he's he grew up near Ottawa and then also spent a lot of time in Vancouver. I'm unsure when that move happened, but yes. Okay, so Canadian, uh big sports guy, also co-owns the soccer team. Yes. Like feels like the right fit. So Ryan Reynolds bidding, it's like, okay, makes sense. Then we have Snoop Dogg. Snoop yeah. Dogg, a non-Canadian, non... I mean, is he a hockey fan? So, now that you mention it, he has done... Actually, it's a hysterical segment. I think he might do it with Will Ferrell. But they basically do play-by-play -play for the NHL for the LA Kings. Oh. And it is hysterical. I, I'm sure I would love to hear Snoop give me some hockey commentary. Yeah. Can you imagine? He's like, and now, like, there's a fight on the ice. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what he sounds like. I mean, I can't do an impression of Snoop Dogg, but yeah, but that's what I imagine. Okay, so so Ryan Reynolds, mm -hmm. Snoop Dogg. Yep. And then all of a sudden, The Weeknd. Yeah, but they're Canadian. He he. Yeah, sorry, he's Canadian. <laughs> sorry, I wasn't sure if you knew something that I didn't about The Weeknd. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the Weeknd's the weekend. pronouns. Yeah. Um, okay, so he is Canadian, and. He is also bidding for the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. And if when when the sale goes through, it's assumed that it will be the biggest sale in NHL history, the most expensive, over yeah. $1 billion. Yeah. So, and also the caveat, the reason is there are teams that are worth more than $1 billion, but there hasn't been a sale in a while. What's crazy to me, though, is like, I don't know if the Ottawa Senators are worth a billion dollars. Well, they're not that good no, right now not, and like their revenue is not great but i think it's great for the sport look i think what's interesting what maybe happened here 
is I think some of the other investor groups were feeling like they were that Ryan Reynolds investing group had an edge and that the NHL was showing some bias. And so I think they brought on these celebrities because they're like, okay, clearly, you know, there might be some bias going on. So they're trying to like increase their stature and get a little bit more of that same. Honestly, the choice is always Ryan. It's Ryan forever. The perfect sense. Look, I actually would love Snoop Dogg owning a team the weekend. Look, love a Canadian, love his music. Feels a little bit random. Snoop Dogg would be legit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Funny enough, there's actually a really cool, strong black hockey culture in Eastern Canada that's really unknown that Snoop Dogg has kind of touched upon as well. It would be kind of cool. All right, Snoop. Who knew? But I'm voting Team Ryan. Always Team Ryan. Also, marijuana is legal in Canada, so, you know. Is it actually? Yeah. Oh, Snoop loves Canada. You touched on the Miami Grand Prix. Max Verstappen took the victory, which Mm, is not surprising. Literally, I am not an F1 fan. I I hate to admit it. I don't watch a lot of it. All I know is that Max Verstappen happens to win everything I do watch. And Lewis Hamilton. No, he doesn't anymore. He used to, but I swear he hasn't been winning recently. He is a fashion icon. Mm -hmm. I love him with my whole heart and soul because he's such a fashionista. He just seems really cool. But I always would cheer for him. Max Verstappen just wins. Yeah. Yep. Team Ferrari. Which makes sense in my mind. Listen, I'm I'm not knowledgeable about F1, so I shouldn't even touch on it. But I do. <laughs> I have watched the movie Cars. Yeah, so there you go. Well, now you know the prices of their bougie menu that and is who won. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yes, but it does kind of two hundred seventy-five dollars for nachos. All right, moving on. All of these teams are on the brink of being eliminated from the yes. NBA playoffs. Uh, notably, we spoke about the Warriors. But yeah. also the New York Knicks, yeah. probably oh, quick, tomorrow. Quick moment on the Warriors thing, though. Have you seen the post about this uh, Corgi dog who does the prediction? No, I have not. Okay, so here's the thing. There's this Corgi on TikTok, I Instagram love Reels. Corgis. Anyways, he does these game predictions where he stands or stands, I don't know, at yeah. the top of the stairs. And he has a beach ball that he bounces down the stairs. Right, and then they have the two baskets, the Warriors and the um, and L.A., and you know to determine who wins it. So the first ball goes into the Lakers' basket, so they win the first game. Second ball goes into the Warriors' basket. The next two balls go into the Lakers' basket. All right, okay. three one. But then after that, the next three balls go into the Warriors' basket, and they win the series in seven. So could still could happen. We got to get the recording. Yep. We got to watch that game. You know what? I might even pull it up while we're recording. Don't do that. So let's move on to our pop quiz real quick. I've got three questions about ish. You've got three questions about sports. We should start with you. Uh, quiz me and I'll quiz you and we'll see who's more sports ish this week. All right. Okay. Which four teams are currently in the semifinal leg of the UEFA Champions League? Oh my gosh, I have absolutely no idea. All right, you can just try and guess one. Um, UEFA champions. Yeah, it's like the Europe championship, the best. So it's, it's like the, the... So like Premier League is The included. Premier League, okay. La Liga, like there's all of the European leagues. I could guess. Okay. Um, Paris, Saint, PSG. No, they're not. <laughs> okay. Uh, Arsenal. Nope. Manchester United. Nope. Uh, the whatever the team 
that Ronaldo plays for in Saudi Arabia? Definitely not. All right. I have no idea. Four teams are Inter, Milan, Man City, and Real Madrid. So kind of close with uh, Manchester, but just the wrong team. Dang. Okay. Moving on. In the past month, Taylor Swift has been linked to two potential boyfriends. Can you name mm, them? Yes. Matt Healy. Correct. Tom Brady. Wrong. So wrong. So you've got to <laughs> stop. You've got to stop. Taylor Swift and Tom Brady just, are not dating. They will never date. You need to drop it. Drop it now. Manifesting. No. Okay. She has been linked to an F1 driver, and his name is Fernando Alonso. Me. It feels not at all legit to me. I think it was a total rumor, and he's been playing it up on his TikTok. I think Matt Healy yeah, trying to get on that album is actually hanging out with Taylor Swift. You know what? I've heard some rumors that that might not be true. No, it's true. I just don't think they're like super serious. Okay. But She's I, going through a little bad girl phase. Yes. All right. Which collegiate athlete is posing for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition? Oh, obviously. We posted about this yesterday. Angel Reese. What? You posted about it yesterday? On Trivia Tuesday. Oh, I missed that. You missed that. Angel oh, Reese. Do you it. know who else was on in the Swimsuit Edition this year? Tom Brady? No, it's always a woman. And <laughs> this is uh, no, he's been posting thirst traps. A college athlete. Woman. Most famous female college athlete I mean, right now. I mean, wild guest Libby Doom. That would Dunn? be correct. That would be correct. Yeah, that makes sense. Why does it make sense, Ashton? Because she's like the most popular college athlete in the U.S. right now. All right. All right. The Miami Grand Prix was this past weekend, as we discussed. Can you name a few celebrities that were there? Give mm. me give me three. Shakira. Correct. Tom Brady. Correct. Who's another bougie celebrity? You know what? They're in my mind, there's a clip. There is a clip. Yeah, that I cannot remember that NFL player's name, but like a reporter interviewed oh. him and thought it was Patrick Mahomes and it like wasn't him. Last year. Um, that is yeah. the most amazing thing I'm trying ever. to think of that, who that guy is, but. I actually don't remember his name. Was Patrick Mahomes there? Um, no, he no, no. was oh, at the Kentucky yeah, yeah, that he, Derby. I, I knew that. He was at the Kentucky Derby. Yes, that, with his wife, Brittany. Okay. Uh, bougie, celebrity. Let's go Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, no, he was not there. David Beckham was there. Emrata was there. Tom Cruise was there. And oh, I only I mentioned known Tom that. Cruise because apparently he and Shakira are hanging out. Mm. He's very interested in dating her. So mm. I don't know if I support A that. Scientology going on in there. Yeah, it's not. It's not my favorite choice for Shakira. You know what? He. I still think her awesome and Tom Brady movie. should get together. All right. My last sports question. Go. Which sports team just rejected a visit to the White House for an alleged scheduled conflict? Georgia football. Correct. Woohoo. Do you think that's right? Do you think it was a scheduled conflict? Or do you yeah, think- they, they, I mean, it could be for a number of reasons. They, the school claimed that because the visit was in June, it conflicted with their like student athlete schedule. Like it was like an athletic issue, but you never know. Uh, but they've claimed that it had nothing to do with politics and strictly scheduling for their student athletes. Okay. Last ish question. So the coronation was this past weekend. Yes. Of King. Katy Perry. No, what? She was there. Good job. The King's name. Oh, Charles. Yes. So one of his his grandsons, 
Yes. Son to Prince William. Yes. Is very memeable. He's created all these memes with all these funny faces. Yes. What is his name? George. No, George is the older one. Then they have Charlotte, and then they have Prince Louis. Louis. Louis is a meme king. That's a a great Prince Louis. I like that. No pun intended. A meme king. He's been great. Sportsish is brought to you by Harper Jewelry. It's gold, it's timeless, it's waterproof, and it's affordable. I wear mine every single day. I personally am obsessed with my herringbone necklace and my everyday huggy earrings. You just grab it again and again and again. It really is the most timeless jewelry I've ever worn. And you can get 20% off their entire site with the code sportsish. HarperJewelryCo.com. Code sportsish for 20% off. All right, we are back. We're going to get into the good stuff. Today, we are talking about the moms, the athlete moms, the sports Mm. moms. Sports moms are built different. Built different, yep. I mean, these are the women who are, first of all, feeding athletes. Like, I'm sure they're being eaten out of house and home. Yeah, oh yeah. Driving these kids to practices, long, long hours. If you're going to be a professional athlete, you have a long, like a crazy long schedule. With yes. crazy hours. Yeah, they're the they're the real MVP, as Kevin Durant would say. We're going to start with Wanda Pratt. And Wanda Pratt is the mother of NBA star Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant has admitted that he owes so much of his success in the NBA to his mom. Um, when he won the MVP award a few years ago, he had... A really, really sweet moment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it. Actually, I'm gonna play his speech here. And, and last, my mom. We wasn't supposed to be here. You made us believe. You kept us off the street. Put clothes on our backs, food on the table. When you didn't eat, you made sure we ate. You went to sleep hungry. You sacrificed for us. You the real MVP. You the real MVP. I just love it. Uh, So that was in 2014 when he won his MVP award and he tearfully thanked his mom. Yeah, just an all-time speech. Um, She's known to many as Mama Durant and she was a single mom to Kevin and his siblings in the D.C. area. So after Kevin was born, she and her husband split. And so she clocked in long, long hours working to make ends meet as a single mom. She was a postal worker. And she always said, like, her goal was actually, you know, it wasn't to get her son to the NBA. It was just to see him follow his dreams. And his dream just so happened to be in the NBA. And I'm sure she's very glad it was. Yeah. But uh, I think that's just a great segue into the moms we're going to talk about today. All of them just... So many sacrifices. Oh my gosh, yeah. And a lot of these mothers, too, are just so loyal and protective. I don't know if you've seen it, but like Mama Durant has been known to fiercely defend Kevin Durant. There have been multiple times where there have been like courtside um, incidences in quotation mark where she has been defending Kevin Durant 
to people like Draymond Green. They've had a little side of They've always come together in the end and have, you know, a great relationship, but she's always very quick to defend. She went on Stephen A's show and, and defended, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it was to Stephen A, um, defended Kevin Durant to him, like just all the time sticking up for I her baby. It. We love Listen, it. Listen, my son is three years old and in the most amateur of soccer classes, but I don't know. I'm already feeling it in my core when that boy, like, you know, like is nudged by a fellow teammate or like <laughs> his coach is a little hard on him. I just, I, we we're in for a long road ahead if yeah, our we, kids want to play sports. Yeah, we shall see. I guess we <laughs> shall we shall see. All right. So the next mom we got uh, DeAndre Hopkins. All mom. right. Yes. So her name is Sabrina Greenlee, and she is the single mother of four children. So DeAndre Hopkins' father passed away in a car accident when he was two years old. So she was left to raise a family as a single mom, um, similar to Kevin Durant's. And uh, she, you know, also was also trying to find love. So she was dating. And DeAndre Hopkins talks about how she was in multiple abusive relationships and combating these relationships while also trying to make ends meet as a mom to raise her family. And when he was 10 years old, she was the victim of a horrific violent attack, acid attack at a gas station that actually left her blind. So it was over a domestic dispute and a woman who was kind of involved with the other man, very jealous and angry, went up to um, DeAndre's mom with a combination of Lyle and bleach threw it in her face and she you know is mostly entirely blind uh, since that accident so that's when DeAndre Hopkins was 10 that's just uh, crazy just absolutely gut-wrenching um of all people to happen to a single mom of four I just can't imagine um yeah so she, she now DeAndre Hopkins is in the NFL and obviously she can't see his game. She can't fully watch the games, but she attends every home game while her daughter, Hopkins' sister, offers her a play-by-play analysis of the game. And when the crowd cheers after a touchdown, um, her daughter assists her to the railing, and DeAndre Hopkins goes over and hands her the ball. Uh, and he talks about basically why he does that here it does it, it means the world and uh you know i put her on the first row so she can feel me when i do score um and just having that support knowing my mom is right there sometimes you know i peek over just to see her you know what she's doing and, and her facial expression because we have family around mm-hmm. uh you know that's telling her constantly what's and going on and she hears on. your name a lot i mean your name is yeah, said so, all the uh, times <laughs> yeah so um so when she don't hear my name you know she'll be like all right i didn't hear your name enough that's cute i like that i've seen i've seen him do that in games and it's just just such a touching moment. I, I didn't really know the backstory of that, but just a horrific event. But I'm just so happy for them. And, you know, and now that she's been able to really just enjoy her family and her kids. So I just such a crazy story. How many times am I going to cry in this episode? We've already gotten one down. One down, three to go. Maybe. My goodness. Uh, just really, really sweet. And some cool kind of full circle. She's created a nonprofit organization uh, for victims of domestic abuse and helping them. And that's just using her platform and her son's platform um, to help people that are in her same situation. And I think 
there's nothing better she could be doing with yeah. her time. I love that. I mean, I love how she was in such a tough position and all of a sudden she's able to get herself out of that. And her first thing to do is to help other people out. Just incredible. All right. You're, you're up. All right. I'm excited about this. So the next mother that we're going to talk about is Connie Watt. This is JJ Watt and TJ Watt and Derek Watt's mom. This woman is a superhero as TJ has said before, and I'm sure all of the sons have said before. So she has three NFL playing sons, um, all of which had college, um, college scholarships. I was thinking like sponsorships. I was like, no, that's not it. College scholarships and all ended up playing in the NFL. So one interesting thing though about her is all of those three sons Grew up playing a lot of different sports, and most notably, ice hockey while growing up. Yes. Yeah, that was their first love, their first love Who of sports. Know? I mean, they're all pretty big guys. Yeah, you wouldn't, like, you picture them and you're like, that's not a hockey player. Like, yeah, that guy plays football. Like, you can tell. But, yeah, that's what they grew up first playing as kids. Um, so, Connie Watt is what I would call a hockey mom. And for those who are unfamiliar with the term hockey mom... Let me enlighten you. Okay. A hockey mom gets up at five in the morning to wake you up, get you dressed, and take you to your early morning hockey practice. A hockey mom spends hours upon hours driving you to your games, practices, and often taking you across the country. A hockey mom will don the street hockey goalie equipment to help you practice shooting on a live goalie. A hockey mom can cook pasta better than the finest Italian chefs in the country. And any other really hearty meal it takes to support their babies. There's a great quote that says, Never be afraid of another player on the ice. Always be afraid of their mother in the stands. Connie Watt embodies the term hockey mom. Eventually, her boys would pivot out of uh, hockey into football. But the hockey mom spirit really lived on with her. Both parents worked, worked to help support the family. And in order for both parents to be able to attend the sporting events she would require her sons to help do chores around the house. And her thing was like, if you, if you don't do your chores, like we, we have to do them and we can't go to your sports and games. And what's really cool is that all three boys wanted them to be there so bad that they would help out. They would do their, do their chores to get there. Um, I love that. Yeah, it's, it's a cool notion. And, and honestly, cool that the kids were like, we want you to be there. But it just goes to tell you like, or show you the character of Connie Watt. Um. Along with that, she was also, I mean, and I, I, you could imagine if you've seen these three boys, had to put in a Herculean effort to feed this family. And then there's a really cool story where Connie, she's going through her, her records of the cafeteria bill and she notices that she's getting double charged. And so she thinks that... Double charge for lunch. Yeah, double charge for lunch. So she thinks that one of her boys is maybe like helping feed another kid. Um at school and so she calls the school and she's like hey like I'm getting double charged like I'm seeing this double charge like what's going on here it's like is is my son helping out you know my ki- like other kids and like oh no he's just eating two meals every lunch and he's like really they're like yeah yeah he really is you know and it's crazy and so they'd come back to school they'd eat a dinner and then dad would get home from work and they'd have another dinner I mean we're talking like just insane amounts of food that she's always going to you know, was, you know, cooking and doing things like that. Another last cool story is, you know, after they graduated and all the boys ended up playing at Wisconsin football, 
um, there was a time both TJ Watt and JJ Watt got injured really close to each other and they packed up and moved to Madison and lived in a hotel so that they could help their boys out while they were rehabilitating from this injury and just help them both emotionally and physically as they were going through college life. Amazing. Yeah. JJ Watt wrote a letter to her uh, for ESPN and read it to her and I think it's really cute. So we're going to play it. Dear mom, in your house, there's a photo at the top of the stairs of you holding me when I was just a toddler. I've walked past it thousands of times, often not paying much mind to it, having seen it every single day. The last time I was home, I walked up those stairs, saw that same picture I'd seen so many times before. This time, I stopped by and I really looked at it. The first thing I noticed is that you haven't aged a single day since that picture. You're still as beautiful and as energetic as that woman in the photo holding that little boy with the bleach blonde mullet. The next thought that came into my mind was the fact that you were only 21 years old in that photo. You were 21 years old, working and raising a family every single day. And here I am, 28 years old, still trying to figure the world out. Now I know you probably say that you didn't have the whole world figured out and you were learning as you went. But from my perspective, throughout my entire life, you've always had the whole world figured out. You've always been the most kind, loving, passionate, hardest working person that I've ever known. You and dad taught Derek, TJ and I that we could accomplish anything that we wanted to in this world and you wholeheartedly believed in us, even when nobody else did, especially when nobody else did. You never lied to us, you never made us think it would be easy and you never let us make excuses. Your story and your rise all while raising a family and being an incredible mother at home will forever be an inspiration for me. I will never be able to properly put into words how much I love you and how appreciative I am for everything you've done for our family. All I can say is thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your care. Thank you for being the best mom that anybody could ever ask for. While I may no longer have the mullet, I will always be your little boy. I love you, Mom. Woof. There's something about these, like, big, broad men breaking down into tears when they talk about their mom. That's just really sweet. And uh, I need to stop crying. Um, okay. <laughs> We're going into Gloria James, who is LeBron James' mother. And I don't think a lot of people know her story. I mean, LeBron is obviously such an icon, but, you know, I had no idea about his mom. She gave birth to him when she was 16 years old, and this is her only child. And his dad, we really don't know anything about his dad. So his dad kind of either disappeared or passed away. He actually himself says that he doesn't know. And um, so there's really little information there. But we, what we do know is that she, at 16 years old, raised LeBron with the help of her mom. But when she was 19, so just three years later, her mom passed away from a heart attack, leaving her, you know, as a teenager to raise this kid on her own, three-year-old. And so, you know, she worked, she tried to make ends meet. It was really, really difficult. When he was five, she was no longer able to financially support their home and they 
lost the family home. They became homeless. They moved 12 times in three years, 12 times in three years. And she finally made a really, really difficult decision. And she had LeBron go live with his football coach and his football coach's wife um, for the next little while while she got back on her feet and, you know, made more money. And you know, what they say, the rest is history, right? He became this prodigy who was discovered very young and kind of then had his whole life laid out for him. And now look at him. He is a goat. He is one of the goats. Uh, Today, she calls herself the mother of a king. She's very involved in his life. She has a tattoo that says Queen James. And he said, from day one, I always had that mother and father inside my mother. So I was never a kid that wondered, where is my father? She gave me strength to a point where I never even had to think about that. And I have no idea where she got it from to this day. I still won't even ask her, but she's definitely the champion. Wow. I mean, just an incredible story. And honestly, just incredible. You you can just tell the kind of, you know, woman, mom that LeBron's mom is. Because, I mean, at 16 years old, having a baby... And then having him grow up to be like LeBron and like take out all of the sports accolades, the NBA NBA trophies and accolades. I mean, he has such like a clean record in terms of he doesn't have really any controversial issues, any troubling past, like no, no, you know, charges or arrests, nothing like that, at least that I've seen. And that's so rare. It feels like for these professional athletes and to be able to raise someone who was in the spotlight from basically age 17, probably earlier until now and to have a spotless record like that and to be in the media's light all the time, just go to show the kind of mother that she is to raise up, to raise up a human being like LeBron James. Yeah, you're totally right. Okay. Moving on to one of the most popular moms Mm. this year. Mama Donna Kelsey. She is, we love her. Uh, She's notorious for many things. Number one, for having two incredible, hilarious sons in the NFL and who played each other in the Super Bowl this year. So obviously, Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs, Jason Kelsey for Mm -hmm. the Eagles. And um, last year, she was kind of gaining popularity because she was going to both of their games in one day, right? Yeah, which is absurd and amazing at the same time. Amazing that she could figure out a way to fly across the country to make both games. And she has this jersey, and it's Mm -hmm. half Eagles, half Chiefs. Love it. And it's just so sweet because it's clearly like, you know, she wasn't going to pick a side here, as I'm sure no mom would, uh, but she was going to support any way she knew how. She wore, like, one Chief shoe, one Eagle shoe. You know, and the best part about this whole thing is, is she got inducted into the hall of the NFL Hall of Fame, I football Hall of Fame, before either of her sons did, which is just incredible. I mean, inducted to the Hall of Fame. I mean, I think it was her, was it her Super Bowl jacket that ended up there yeah, or something like that? Yeah. Regardless, I would love to see that. Love to see it. Both of them are awesome. They do have a podcast together. Yeah. And one of the sweetest moments of the Super Bowl was when Jason embraced his mom after the game right oh, because yes. she celebrated with travis like you know great job honey you just won the super bowl and jason her older son came over to her and she took him in her arms and he just 
yeah collapsed yeah just broke down and you know that's when he got emotional and started to cry i'm sure both tears of happiness for his brother and some sadness but it just goes to show you that you know love he has for his mom and that support she has for him we're gonna play the clip of jason talking about the moment the moment i saw mom is when i got really emotional because man it was so awesome It was all right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, f- it was awesome for you know she was on top of the world for for a week. She was the heavyweight champ, man. She was on top of it, and she shined the whole time, man. That was that was the coolest part, Mom. You absolutely killed it. Dad, you've been killing it. Yep. It was just so cool, man, to see, uh, you know, her get to celebrate in that with us. Yeah. I'm with you, brother. It was an awesome moment. <sighs> just so happy for her and so happy that, um, you know, she got her moment. Dad got his. So, yeah, I was the only, <laughs> ironically, you know, you, you lose the Super Bowl. And you're you're crying after the game, and they're not tears of sadness. You know, they're tears of joy. I love it. I love the Kelseys, yeah. and I love Mama Donna. And just you could, her love for her sons radiated. Yeah. And everything that yeah, she oh, did. Yeah. And you just love to hear and see that little clip and hear their voices crack. Both of them getting both emotional. of them getting so emotional. Yeah. There's nothing cuter. All right. Speaking of the NFL, uh, this is probably one of my favorite moments of all time in the sports world. So, Quiddy Pay is an NFL player, and his mother Agnes is truly a gift. She's amazing. She fought her way out of Liberia. She fought her way out of Liberia and immigrated to the United States. Uh, she really just wanted to give her sons a better life. There were many wars back in her home country and it was a scary place to be. So she came here to the U S. Um, but it wasn't, you know, the American dream automatically, right? You know, crazy financial hardships. She sometimes had to work three jobs. Quiddy, her son, had an excellent career in college and then he was drafted by the Indianapolis Colts 21st overall in the 2021 draft Uh, and when he was being interviewed by ESPN after his selection he was asked about how being drafted into the NFL would change he and his family's lives and I just have to play the clip to explain it what does it change for the prospect for your life and your family's life Oh, for my family, uh, she's done working. She's retired. (laughs) You can just see, like, the relief come through her body. Yeah. And it's just so sweet. Like, he has his arm around her. Again, this big, burly guy arm around his mom and he says she's done working and her body just kind of like goes limp and she like does a little dance and then wipes a tear and that's a mom who has given everything to see her child succeed and then now is kind of it's paying off finally 
Yeah. No, I mean, just I, I love the stories of that and all the times you see these athletes who make it and the first thing they do is like, I'm going to pay off my parents' debt or my mom's debt or I'm going to buy my mom a house, you know, like my right. mom's never working again. Like It's just so cool how these athletes are now paying it forward, giving back. Think of these women who sacrificed everything, not knowing, right? Not knowing that their sons or daughters would become professional athletes, not knowing that one day they would be financially taken care of. They did it because they loved their kids. They didn't do it because they thought they were going to, you know, have great financial success in the future. But how cool is it that they now are so taken care of, well taken care of? Like when Gloria James was 16 years old, uh, birthing a child without any support, and when she was 19 years old and her mom, who was her only support, passed away, I don't think she could have imagined in her wildest dreams that she would be where she is now. Final mom mint. Um, and then we're going to go into some athletes who are moms. Uh, Chris Silva is an NBA player. Uh, he moved to the U.S. in 2012. He was 15 years old when he moved from Africa to the U.S. to pursue a career in basketball. He had not seen his family for three years and the NBA did something really cool for Christmas. They decided to fly out his mom, again, who he has not seen for three years and had no idea that she was coming. And so, you know, he was 23 years old. He hadn't seen them in forever. The team gets around in a huddle and his coach announces that he has a special surprise and we're gonna play kind of the audio. It's it's so moving. Holidays also are really about uh, being around people we love. And most everybody, we feel very grateful that you're able to you know, spend that quality time. But I always think about so much. I do think about you. But man, yeah. when was the last time you saw me? Uh, three years ago. Four years ago. Got a great surprise for you. is his mom walks into the arena through a tunnel obviously he's so surprised and he truly like cries like a baby he's openly weeping that's my mom that's my mom and falls into her arms and it's just the most moving thing I've I think I've ever witnessed it's one of my favorite videos of all time in sports uh, to see this this player be just so overcome with emotion when he sees his mom. It's so special. Moms are are the best. Yes, the real MVPs. The real MVPs. All right. Okay. I I only cried three times in that entire <laughs> segment. So maybe we'll be done with the with the tears. Moving on to uh, we're gonna end with a few athletes who are moms. Uh, who are really, really inspiring. This is such a crazy story. So Skylar Diggins Smith, she tweeted that she had been pregnant during the 2018 season. She finished in the league's top 15 for points, assists, steals, and minutes per game. So she was pregnant while she was doing all this, while she was setting records. And then she gives birth to her son in the off season. Like, like it, it didn't even matter. Like it was just 
the most simple thing ever when in reality I've carried two babies it's uh I'm not I'm not shooting baskets while I'm pregnant it's really hard to do and she did it and she did it well and I think that's just a really cool story yeah it's it's extremely impressive um I mean you never know how anyone's pregnancy goes but to to be able to do that amid all the different hormones and just like nauseous all of those things it's wildly impressive it's a it's a similar vein to Serena Williams who when she was pregnant with her first pretty newly pregnant she won the Australian Open in 2017 and um her pregnancy was not easy she had crazy complications her birth was very scary but now she has a beautiful little mini me Olympia yeah that's right she had to get like multiple surgeries from that that pregnancy right and then even still coming back and being very competitive very competitive and now pregnant with number two yes she really I think showed people and broke down the barrier I think Alex Morgan did this as well that you know, when you're expecting, you have to become like a clam. Like you cannot do anything. You cannot participate in sport. You can't sweat. Uh, it's a very old belief, but I think a lot of these female athletes are coming out and while they're carrying children, they're also excelling in sport, you know, and granted they're of course under the care of doctors, but I just think these women who are like pushing the limits while pregnant are amazing. Yeah. You know, and she actually, Serena also had a really cool interview after the fact, once she's already had the baby and everything, but she said, being a mom has definitely changed me as a person. And I think it's made me better, a better athlete too. I have a new perspective on life and I want to show my daughter that anything is possible if you work hard enough, hard enough for it. Yeah. She really like just the ultimate sports mom. It feels like totally. I think anyone who uses their children as motivation to better themselves is going to be better for it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We have a Canadian story. Tell us the Canadian story. Yes. This, my fellow Canadian, Kim Goucher, um, is a basketball, a Canadian national basketball team member, um, and just an incredible athlete. So Kim Goucher had a three month old daughter and was headed to her third Olympics in Tokyo. And this was during the height of COVID. So she's been a part of the Canadian national team since 2001, but is playing basketball primarily in Europe and a brief stint in the WNBA. So she was the 13th overall pick in the 2006 draft. So Goucher became the first female student athlete to have her jersey retired by the University of Utah. Hey now, a Canadian who went to college in Utah. Sounds familiar. Yep, basically siblings. Anyways, in the lead up to the Tokyo Games, Goucher took us took to social media for what she called a Hail Mary to convince the Olympic organizers to let breastfeeding athletes bring their children with them to Tokyo. So again, this was during the height of COVID. And for those unfamiliar, Japan in general had very, very strict regulations. Um, and they had decided that they weren't going to let anyone inside the country who wasn't an athlete. And even then, or they still, coach. yeah, or a coach. And they had very strict requirements for being there. Goucher stated, you know, during this time, all I've ever wanted out of my basketball career has been to represent Canada at the Olympics. But right now I'm being forced to decide between being a breastfeeding mom or an Olympic athlete. I can't have them both. Tokyo has said no friends, no family and no exceptions. 
So her video that she posted on social media garnered a lot of traction online, and eventually the media attention followed, and Tokyo officials felt that heat. Within a week of her posting her plea, the IOC, uh, the International Olympic Committee, announced Olympic mothers would be allowed to bring their breastfeeding children with them to Tokyo. So we love a mom who puts it on the line to be a mom and puts that priority on both things. Um, And I just, yeah, such a cool story for her to make such an impact as a mother and get things changed. Totally. I'm as a breastfeeding mom, I think there's no way to describe like the guilt you face when you have to leave your child because you are their source of not just food, but also comfort. Um, a lot of babies like take comfort in nursing and it is so difficult to leave and to know you're going to, you know, like be away from them. And I I relate with that so much and I'm not an Olympic athlete and I'm just really cool that she spoke out and got the rules changed. Yeah. Very cool. Baby. Similar experience to Alice and Felix in terms of getting rules changed as a mom. So obviously we know Alice and Felix, incredible runner, most decorated American track and field runner of all time. Um, Multiple, multiple gold medals from the Olympics. So she was a Nike athlete, which is the dream, right? I think every athlete wants to be sponsored by Nike. Uh, But then she got pregnant and Nike decided that they were going to pay her 60% less than they had previously paid her uh, while she was carrying a child and while she was recovering from carrying that child. So she joined two other Olympic runners, Kara Goucher and Alyssa Montano, in speaking out about this issue and about Nike doing this. Um, They released op-eds in New York Times about the lack of maternity protection in their contracts. What they said is that they were all penalized financially during their pregnancies, despite that Nike was running ads like to support moms and talking about like how they elevate women at all stages of their careers. And it's just so funny because that is the opposite of what they were actually yeah, doing yeah. for the their sponsored athletes. Is real, and that is the most corporate America thing I've ever heard. So after these op-ed pieces came out, uh, Nike did change their policies for expecting mothers, as they should. Uh, no longer going to be financially penalized uh, if you wanted to get pregnant, or you know wanted to take some time after you had the baby, yeah. because. Let's be honest, things are just not the same after you push out a child. So Allison then left. She was sponsored by Athleta after that, and she felt like that was a really good fit. Um, And they started a foundation called the Women's Sports Foundation, which basically supports mom athletes to offset childcare costs when they are traveling for competition, which I can imagine is just huge. Like I said, there's no anxiety quite like leaving your children uh, as a mom and so to be able to be financially supported uh, in finding childcare is really cool yeah no it's a it's a great story and it's again kind of wildly ironic that Nike was running this campaign while doing the exact opposite within for their athletes yeah but right. I love that she stuck up to one of the biggest sports corporations in the world right like taking on Nike and making them change and then going on and doing her own thing and and getting real change done for herself and really 
sticking to her guns there. I think that's very admirable. Totally. Well, that, those are kind of like the moms, the moms that we are featuring today. I don't think I'm going to end the podcast without talking about my own mom. Mama Debs is what we call her. And she is the OG sportsish queen um, in the sense that she, you know, of course, drove us to practices, sat through games. She has four sons who all played sports. And then my sister played sports. And I kind of played sports, as we previously <laughs> talked about. Sportsish. Sportsish. Played sportsish, yeah. And she was there. She was driving. She was watching. Um, as I know many people will relate to this with their own moms. But then, you know, my dad also worked in professional sports. And so my mom sat through a lot of sporting events, a lot, a lot of sporting events. And I kind of feel like she is the OG of sportsish because she was way more interested in what people were wearing and kind of the human interest side of the game. And she taught me that. And, you know, then sportsish began. So, Happy Mother's Day to to my own mom, Mama Debs. Yep. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, future mothers, dog moms. <laughs> dog moms. I actually like remember when we just had a dog, no children. Yes. I, I, I didn't bring it up because I wasn't sure how you were going to take it, but I almost was like, do you remember when you had a dog and you kind of felt like, you know, it's like, all right, I can celebrate it's Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Yeah. Um, no, no shade at dog moms. We love dog moms. They are motherly in their own right. Yep. Yep. Shout out to all the mothers. Shout out to you. Shout out to mama Debs. Shout out to my mom. We love you all. We wouldn't be here without you. Like we said, you, the real, you, the real MVP. I feel like I had sports ish in my head for a really long time. And I feel like I was really scared to go after it, to pursue my dreams, to fail, to get negative feedback, to just put myself out there. And so I stuffed the idea for this brand, for this company down so far deep for so many years, years and years and years. And, you know, I eventually got pregnant with my first son and he was born. And it was almost like the moment he was born was the moment I knew that I had to chase my dreams, that I had to find a way to show him that he could do anything. And if I wasn't able to pursue my dreams, how would he be able to feel like he could pursue his? And it was the most transformative experience for me because I know a lot of people who feel like once they become moms, they kind of lose themselves. But for me, I really felt like once I became a mom, I really found myself. And I found my voice and I found courage and I found, you know, this newfound desire to go after my dreams and to start what had been in my head for so long. And it's almost like this little boy melted this fear away that I had had for so long. And, you know, obviously we're young and who knows where we're going from here where sportsish is going from here. But now as a mom of two, I just, I so deeply tribute my drive to my children. They are my why. And, um, you know, I haven't gone through what any of these moms have gone through. I have crazy amounts of support. I have, I have you (laughs) 
and um, I have parents and I have a lot of, I have great mom friends and um, I feel like I'm raising my children with a whole team behind me. But what I can relate with is knowing that you will do anything to allow your children to succeed. And that is part of why I'm here and why I'm doing what I'm doing and why I'm pursuing my dreams is because more than anything, I want my kids to be able to pursue theirs. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, it reminds me of a quote by Candace Parker, who I think sums up what you just said very well as well. And she said, being a mom is the hardest job in the world, but it's also the most important. I want, I want to show my daughter that you can have a career and a family and that you don't have to choose between the two. It's all about finding a balance and prioritizing what's important to you. Yeah. Amen. Candace Barker. WNBA legend. It is, it is the hardest job in the world. And I think a lot of the people who listen to this podcast or follow sportsish are moms. And so I just want to say we see you and we hear you and we're cheering you on. And yes, this is a fun kind of casual, silly little podcast, silly little page. But if you take away anything from this episode, it's that you are not alone in any part of this motherhood journey. It is, it's a hard road. Yep. You the real MVP. You're the real MVP. And speaking of, I'm so tired. (laughs) Our three-year-old has been just sleeping not great so that's being a mom for you that's a that's a real up close look at it and uh we're gonna see you guys next week happy mother's day happy mother's day thanks for tuning in we'll see you later